This is Scott the Geek from Discord, Nintendo owner since 1989, calling in from an undisclosed location in the Northeast. You are listening to the King of Distraction, Bill, and Nintendo Switchcraft. Welcome back, everyone, to Saturday Switchcraft. If you did not know, Saturday Switchcraft, I listen, Switchcraft is Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but on Saturdays, I have a bonus episode. Uh, this is going to be the plan moving forward, is using this bonus episode. Last week uh, was the first one uh, in a long time, and we are bringing them back. And how is it, like, what, how is the bonus episode different? Well, the bonus episodes are everything that you wanted me to talk about. Maybe I missed something that Nintendo did this week. Maybe something happened on Friday and you're saying to yourself, I can't wait until Bill gets to talk about this on Monday because this was huge. Maybe you just have a question for me. Whatever it is, it's super easy to get on the show. Go to Twitter, use the hashtag AskRJS. That's A-S-K-R-J-S. That's not the only way to do it, though. You can also get a hold of me on our community Discord channel. Go to runjumpstomp.com slash discord, join the community of over a thousand other people and have awesome conversations. And in there, in that discord channel, there is a sub channel called ask bill. All right. You go in there, you type whatever it is, and sometimes I'll respond and sometimes I'll grab what you said and put it on the show. Anyway, let's get started. I also got some emails this week. Let's, let's talk about those emails. We'll start off with uh, an email from listener Eston. Tonight's special presentation of Superman is brought to you by Atari, a family of electronic products that challenge you, teach you, touch your life. Discover Atari and discover how far you can go. All right. Listener Eston emailed. They said, enjoyed, as always, your last podcast. It stimulated my mind to thinking further about the Switch Pro in would 4K be the end-all, be-all that the net reads it to be? After brainstorming over coffee and some noggin fogger, it would be better to have 1080p and higher frame rates. I attributed it, I attributed it, boy, that is hard to say. I attributed it akin to horsepower, resolution versus torque, frame rate. In a quarter-mile race, horsepower is nice but useless without low-end torque. I would say I would be happier with high frame rates in the 60s plus versus 4K at 30 frames per second and feeling like in every game I have to avoid the city. One matter that has not seen much light of day would be a better wireless internet card that would cut down on latency. So that to bring an epic quote from World of Warcraft, I wouldn't have to run away, little girl, run away. Forgive me, my brother-in-law and I can do wow quotes often. Uh, and if you don't know what Fogger is, everybody, that's a thing in World of Warcraft. It's something called the Fogger elixir. You drink it and you turn into a pirate, uh, an undead pirate, skeleton pirate. It's cool. Um, so... All right, let's talk about listener Eston's uh, email. First off, listen, you're talking to somebody who spent the better part of a decade playing only World of Warcraft. So I'm with you on that, buddy. 
Secondly, uh, yeah, I, I'm 100% with you on frame rate versus resolution. I think frame rate is much more important than resolution. I also feel that people focus too much on having an a super high frame rate when what is much more desirable to me is a super stable frame rate. I'm fine with 30 frames per second as long as it is an incredibly stable 30 frames per second that never drops. In fact, I would rather have a very, very stable 30 frames per second than have something run 60 frames per second only to drop down at at, at the wrong time. But that's just me. That's how I feel about it. Um, the second matter that you talked about, this idea of a better wireless card that would cut down on latency. Okay, I feel like I need to address this. When the Switch first came out, there were a lot of people who said that it had bad, uh, a bad Wi-Fi card, basically. Maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I have never had problems with the Wi-Fi on the card in my house. That being said, when I play games online, I will often run into issues where I am getting some really, really bad latency and lag. And the reason for that, I am assuming, is most likely that somebody that I'm playing with, because everything is peer-to-peer with Nintendo, uh, somebody that I'm playing with has a really, really bad Wi-Fi signal. Maybe they're on a hammock in their backyard, like incredibly far from their Wi-Fi hotspot. Maybe they don't have a very good Wi-Fi hotspot. Maybe they are driving down the road using their phone as a Wi-Fi hotspot, and they're sitting in the back of a car driving down the road using that as their way to play a game online. I know that my son and I have done that. He used my phone in order to have uh, Wi-Fi to play Splatoon when we went for like this three-hour drive when we we had to go to one of his Taekwondo things. And he played Splatoon on the way down. And we were like, that was really cool. I can't believe that that worked. So I think a lot of people incorrectly attribute the bad experience that they have with the Nintendo Switch online with it having a bad Wi-Fi card. And the reason why I don't think that that's necessarily the case is because I have run into those issues when I have my Nintendo Switch docked, which I have a USB Ethernet cable plugged into my Nintendo Switch. So it's not using the Wi-Fi card. And I've still run into those issues. And the reason, I believe, is because it is a peer-to-peer system And peer-to-peer systems will run into issues like that. Anyway, thank you very much for the email. Uh, Let's move on to the next one. Hello, look. Hey, listen. Uh, Listener Jay emailed in. They said, I think it's pretty obvious that Nintendo switched the final DLC character in Smash. They had already sold Fighters Pack 1 to a lot of us. And I'm sure that they are saving a big character for the first one of Fighters Pack 2 to help sell it. It might seem unfair, but at the end of the day, Nintendo is a business and looking to make the most money. All right, so first off, listener Jay, thank you very much for the email. Let's talk about that for a second. 
Uh, actually, let's talk about the second part of what you said first. It might seem unfair. I don't think it seems unfair at all, but to excuse a company for doing something because they're a company and need to make money, I, I don't like that argument. And, you know, I watched a video earlier this week. It was an Arlo video. If you don't know who Arlo is, he is a blue puppet that talks about video games. And uh, I watched this Arlo video, and I don't remember what his argument was, what it is that he was talking about, but he said something that I thought was very, very good. Uh, he said that same old argument that people make where uh, they're a company looking to make money, that's not a good argument because they're not, they shouldn't be a company looking to make money at all costs there are there are there are times when you should do something oh he was he was talking about returning um the pre-orders and the uh the verdict that happened in germany uh in that lawsuit with nintendo i just remembered but anyway uh that is a side i'm not going to talk about that right now uh but uh, that idea that nintendo's job is to make money yes it is but it's not to make money at all costs so at the end of the day, I do think that Nintendo should do the thing that is responsible to both their consumers and their stockholders. That's how I feel about it. That being said, I don't think that what, what you said at the beginning really needs um, a justification at the end because... I don't think it seems unfair at all for them to hold back a really, really popular character for um, DLC Fighters Pack 2. I think that, that that's perfectly fine. Look, I know that there were a lot of people who were extremely unhappy that there was a Fire Emblem character uh, as the final uh, Fighters Pass character that was coming to uh, Smash Brothers. I can understand that. I was a little disappointed. I wasn't super unhappy about it, but I was like, ah, really, Fire Emblem? But at the end of the day, when I sat down and I watched his moveset, I said to myself, it looks pretty fun. And at the and that's really what matters. So if Nintendo did switch the final DLC character with um, uh, Byleth, then I'm fine with that. I don't really care because guess what? They've got me. I'm probably going to buy Fighters Pass 2. And what will happen is I'll try all of the characters and then I'll just go back to using Pac-Man anyway because Pac-Man is my jam. He's so weird with his with his uh, uh, different fruits that he throws and dropping that fire hydrant on people. Uh, Pac-Man is just really weird and, and at the end of the day, super, super fun to play. Anyway, thank you very much for the email, Jay. I appreciate it. Let's uh, take a break. We'll hear from a sponsor. When we come back, we've got some tweets. Stick around. Buy the Sega Genesis that comes with Sonic 1 and get Sonic 2 free. Act now. I'd like to let you know about 143 Pixels. It is a show all about video games. Every episode I have a guest on. That guest brings a game and we talk about it. And if you like this show, you will probably also enjoy 143 Pixels. You can download it wherever you are listening to this show for free, head on over to anchor.fm slash 143. That's anchor.fm slash 143. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, everybody, if you didn't know, you can get a hold of me for the Saturday show with the hashtag on Twitter, AskRJS. That's a that's a guaranteed way to get your uh, your comment on the show. Let's start with Leonard Strauss or at Two Tone Strauss on Twitter. They said Xbox announcing the Series X will have no exclusives for two years is extremely good news for potential switch ports, don't you think? Seems developers will be doing exactly what you hoped. Make a baseline version for current gen and then bedazzle it for new consoles. Uh, Leonard, thank you very much for the tweet. Um, I think that, yes, that that is a good point. However, we have to remember that the PS5 is still coming. And while the uh, the Xbox Series X is not going to have any first party exclusives, that does not mean that third parties can't make a game that will only work on the Series X and won't work on the Xbox One or Xbox One S or Xbox One X or Xbox One SXL Extreme Go Net Plus, whatever that it is that they want to call it. So. That doesn't mean third-party companies won't be doing that. So are those games from these third-party companies going to be ported to the Nintendo Switch? Ah, who knows? There's really no way for us to know. It's possible, but we really don't know. I do find it very interesting what Xbox is doing here. They are blurring the lines between console generations, and I feel like when we look back on this... 20 years down the road, a lot of us are going to say that was a moment that the gaming industry changed significantly. That was a big moment when the Xbox Series X launched because it blurred the lines between one generation and the next. And uh, Microsoft, I almost called them Xbox, Microsoft has kind of wanted to do this for a long time where they have a perpetual uh, line of consoles that are all the same console and yes eventually there will be new systems and your old systems won't run the new games and that's really no different than a pc like i buy a pc and i can play all the games and then a new game comes out and I can't play that game on my PC anymore because my PC no longer meets the minimum requirements. And this is basically taking the PC and making it super easy for 
non-gearhead people to get into. Like they can look at the box that's under their TV and they can say, oh, I've got this version and the game will run on that version. So I don't have to worry about it. They don't have to look on the back of the box or the website or or whatever and say, oh, okay, um, I have this much RAM. It needs that much. Okay, I've got that. Uh, I need this much CPU power. I've got that covered. Let's go to the graphics. Oh, I don't have the right graphics card. I can't play this game. Microsoft is basically making a PC where you no longer have to worry about that stuff. And on top of that, I think that what will end up happening, I know I'm kind of veering away from Nintendo, but that's okay. I can talk about what I want. It's my show. Um, uh, I think that what Microsoft will do is they will do the same thing that Apple does on iOS, where you'll go into the the store to buy your game. Not like the brick and mortar store, but the, the, the digital shop. Um, you'll go into that shop and they'll say, this game is compatible with your device. And I think that that is the, that's it right there. It's just going to make things so much easier. And like I said, in 20 years, we're going to look back on that announcement of the Xbox series X, not having exclusives for a couple of years. And we'll say, yep, there you go. That's the end of the generations of consoles, unless PlayStation continues to dominate and does uh, does something wildly different than that. Anyway, Leonard, thank you very much for the uh, tweet. Hey, who's telling this story? Webhead is telling this story. Webhead 524, because there were 523 other webheads. They said, hey, dude, show is slamming every time. What's your take on Overwatch compared to free-to-play Paladins? And if you don't care about story mode on 2, would you recommend picking up Overwatch on Switch? Great question. I have, thank you very much for tweeting at me, Webhead. My my first response to this is that I have always called Paladins poor man's Overwatch. If you can't afford Overwatch, play Paladins. Paladins, it's really, really good. And if you enjoy it, then keep playing the hell out of it. If, however, you really like it and you're looking for something even better, then get Overwatch and get Overwatch on whatever a particular system that you have. If you've got a PS4, get it on PS4. If you've got a an Xbox, get it on Xbox. If you've got a PC, get it on PC. If you've got a Switch, get it on Switch. But I personally wouldn't get it on Switch if I had access to other platforms. Now, the next part of your question, if you don't care about story mode on Overwatch 2, would I recommend picking up Overwatch? All right, so... If you don't care about story mode on 2, what does he mean by that? For those of you who are outside of the loop on this, um, Overwatch 2 has been announced. And this is another thing that has completely upended the video game industry or will in the future is the way that Blizzard is doing the transition from Overwatch to Overwatch 2. It's very, very similar to how Xbox is doing this transition from the Xbox One to the Xbox Series X. Here's what I mean. If you get Overwatch 2, you get a new mode, you get new heroes, you get story mode, and if you have Overwatch 1, you get all that stuff except for the story mode. And I think that that's really cool because that means that all of the multiplayer stuff, and Overwatch is a very heavily focused multiplayer game, all of that multiplayer stuff is now 
they, they're not splitting their community in half. They're not saying half of the Overwatch community is going to be playing Overwatch 1 and half of the Overwatch community is going to be playing Overwatch 2. That's going to decrease the amount of games out there that everybody can start playing. You know, when I hit find a match, it's going to make it harder for me to find a match if they split the community in half. Blizzard has decided we won't split the community in half. We'll just add single player stuff to Overwatch 2. And I think that that is amazing. Now, if you don't care about Overwatch 2, then yeah, get Overwatch 1. It's an amazing game. I love that game. All right, we've got one more question. This one, or or comment, this one comes from uh, listener Darren. They asked this on our Discord, which you can join over at runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. Let's uh, see what they said. Uh, Hey, just listened to Switchcraft on my way home. uh, Discussing Crunch, and I was discussing uh, Doom uh, crunching. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, go back and listen to the previous episode. Anyway, on crunch, I have a question for some companies. They have built in compensation structure for, um, it roles that may offer a higher salary due to the expectations of working weekends and extra hours as necessary. For instance, in my company, a person in it may be expected to work some weekends for system conversions, upgrades, or other projects. If, it became reality to eliminate those expectations. Do you think the salaries should be adjusted accordingly? All right, so first I'm going to answer that question before I get to the rest of the email. Should they adjust the the salaries accordingly? I have no idea what is fair, so I can't really answer that. I would say maybe. <laughs> so I'm very interested in what you all think. Uh, Anyway, they go on to say, after all, you need more people to work on those projects and or fund the gap of not generating revenue. I don't think an answer is necessary, but I'm pointing out that there may be some unintended consequences. And I'm glad that you understand that answering this question is very difficult. And I do appreciate your point of view on this. He continues, some folks may choose such positions because they like the pay. Last example, in my industry, and this is Darren's industry, not my industry, but in Darren's industry, he says, I can work for a big consulting company like KPMJ uh, or Deloitte. I don't know who that is, but KPMJ sounds or MG sounds like um, WKRP in Cincinnati. And if you're old like me, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. Anyway, uh, they can make a lot of money working for companies like this. The downside is they own you. Gone is the personal life, and that isn't for me. So I concede less money in what I do. Something to think about. Thank you very much for the message, uh, Darren. I appreciate it. All right. Uh, Thank you very much, everyone, for listening to this. If you want to become a part of the community like Darren or everybody else, join us. There's a thousand of us, actually more than a thousand of us in our Discord. By the way, I just added a new bot to the Discord, and it makes um, getting other people together for online games much, much easier. There's a channel in the Discord. Remember, runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. There's a channel in the Discord called LFG, which means looking for groups. Somebody told me the other day they didn't know what that meant. That's an old MMO thing. LFG means looking for group. They're looking for other people to play with. Anyway, there's a channel called LFG, and in there... 
Uh, we have pinned how you use it, but there's this bot which basically you type a command and it says, hey, who wants to play X game at this time? And all people have to do is click a button and it'll add it to their calendar. How cool is that? Anyway, uh, runjumpstomp.com slash discord to find out more about that and then head into the LFG channel. Uh, also, uh, watch the show live on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp, and you can get a hold of me in all the ways that I said earlier. This show is part of the Giant Size Team Up Network. For more information, head on over to gstu.net. And if you want to support the show, thank you. Head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. And for more content like this, head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash shows. The music you're hearing right now is by Noteblock. It is called Corneria Star Fox Remix. I'm out of here. Have an awesome Saturday, and I will see you guys again on Monday. Bye-bye. <laughs>